We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of The Kate and Abby Show. This is episode number 15. Good we're to- back. Yep, we're back. And it's the middle of a sizzling hot summer. We hope you guys are having a good summer so far. And we hope you're ready to dig into some really good content about taking advice on your writing and your creative endeavors because that's what we're digging into today. We're talking about the dangers of advice and why you can't listen to everyone when it comes to your art. Now, we're speaking from a mostly from a creative writer standpoint. I mean, we also do other creative things. Um, Abby's a musician. I've I do all kinds of different creative stuff, but mainly we're talking from the perspective of writing a book and what people are saying about it, how you're taking what they say about it, et cetera, et cetera. But this can be applied to any creative art. Yeah, 100%. So this is something we've been talking about a lot. Yeah. Um, based off of, I, th- I think you had a few of your uh, fans of your videos actually write to you and talk about, um, you know, oh, I'm so scared over writing my book, essentially. Like, yeah. Like, do you want to dig in? Yeah, well, it's kind you of, know it, a little bit more about that. It's kind of an interesting paradox because obviously I make videos about writing, writing advice, offering writing tips and techniques and just like digging into the science, the, the psychology behind storytelling. And that's great. Okay. It's awesome. <laughs> but there's also a, a other side to this where you have to look at like, too much information can do more harm than good, essentially. Um, I have a lot of people on in the Writer's Life Wednesday community who uh, use my videos as sort of guidelines and um, to spark inspiration and to apply them to their writing. But I can all but I also see a lot of times people, writers who almost take my advice too seriously. And then it kind of gets them, uh, I like to use the term paints you into a corner. So whenever you like, try to do something so by the book, you can kind of like paint yourself into a corner of like, well, it doesn't apply to every single thing. Now, is it still good? Yes, of course, it is still good. And so it can be kind of, um, tricky to balance the information input to decide like this much is helping me and then it gets to a point where it's like hindering me you know what I mean right like I absolutely I'm not like I'm probably like telling people encouraging people not to watch my videos right now that's not what I'm (laughs) encouraging you to do at all I want you to watch my videos (laughs) but also give yourself free yourself creatively give yourself the creative freedom to follow your heart and to listen to your writerly instincts and um there has to come a point where you trust yourself i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah you know? yeah because <clears throat> um taking advice is one thing but then like paralyzing yourself with so much advice that now you're like my passion and desire to even make anything is gone yeah. because I'm so scared of like not making it by, you know, X, Y, and Z rules or advice or, you know, method. Um, a lot of times it's not even that 
we're scared of doing it like totally wrong. It's that we're scared of like, oh, well, it won't be this ideal right. that I've seen in this book where it talks about, you know, whatever. No, it won't be because it's your own thing. Right, right. It's supposed to be unique, you know? It can yeah. never perfectly align with something else's, somebody else's thing, you know? Exactly. Whether it's a book or a movie or whatever. Right. Like, otherwise, you know, what's the point of making it your own unique thing? Right. You know? Right, exactly. And I think that a lot of people are like, oh, well, um, especially people watch your videos um, that I've seen comment and be like, oh, you know, they're scared of their story, like, not mattering if they don't follow, like, the exact, like, three-act story structure formula, which I think it's safe to say, and you jump in here because... I think that you can follow the three-act story structure and your story can still not matter yeah, to you. Oh yeah. So it's like, well, what's that extra thing then mm. to you? To me, it's the the ultimate question that I always get back to and, and, and ask writers, whether they're new writers or professional writers, is why does it matter to you? Mm-hmm. Like, don't even care so much about, like, it mattering to... Like, all those other things are good, of course. It mattering to the reader, as in it's engaging them and keeping their attention. It mattering to the world, as in it addresses a bigger global uh, idea or issue. But at the end of the day, all it really has to do is matter to you. All it really has to do is make you inspired to write it. It has to have a special significance to you. And I think you can have, if you have those other things, but you don't have the reason why it matters to you, then it's just going to be like a chore. It's just going to be like a, a burden sort of to write this book because it's not coming from a place of love right, and passion from your yeah. heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. There has to be an element of fun. Yeah. Like there absolutely needs to be an element of fun. Otherwise, like, what are we even doing? <laughs> right. You know, like, not every part of it has to be fun. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, there's things about being a writer that can be annoying. You know, editing a manuscript. Yeah, like, no one's, like, chomping at the bit to get that to get to that part. <laughs> yeah. You know, but there has to be, you know, when it comes to this, the, the writing part, well, like that said, okay, editing's not really that fun. At least I've, I've, seen, a co- I've seen a couple people who are, like, what are you talking about? I love editing. And I'm like, dang. But there's like, there's so... <laughs> it there, can be fun. Th- yeah, there's so Depends. few of those people. But I, I admire it heavily about about people like that. I'm like, wow, I wish I could be like that. But I really just, I don't like it. Um, but yeah, I can see where it can be cool because you're like perfecting something. So if you, yeah. if you like that, like if you have a mentality of like, well, liking fixing things up. Yeah. Yeah, and making things better. <laughs> right, yeah. Like so. always seeking improvement in yeah. everything. <laughs> and See. order. Order from the chaos. Yeah. Yeah, but there is ha- there does have to be fun. And like uh, something that I recently, or probably not that recently, but analyzed about myself and my own writing is that like every story I write has to have some element of what I call fun and games. Mm. <laughs> like it has to have like this uh quality about it that's fun you're really good at writing fun and games and like comical yeah (laughs) thank you i'm glad um because that's one of the things i love about 100 days of sunlight is even though it's such a heavy book yeah like both characters are dealing with like such um heavy things Mm -hmm. issues taking place in their lives but yet there is still this element of like joyfulness which is 
amazing. Yeah, like you to write me, that's it so well. Thank you so much. That's like essential to me in a story that I write and read. Is like there has to be like that silver lining and mm-hmm. the sunshine and the the even if it's not comedy exactly, like just a, something cheerful about right. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people like that in 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 stories, especially like you know a YA contemporary. Yeah, like it's nice to have that. Um, but like, yeah, thinking about the fact that like, okay, most people don't like editing, and then there's all kinds of other steps in the process with your book that aren't necessarily like, oh wow, this is so fun and thrilling. The one part that is fun and thrilling is the the writing the book. So make that part fun for yourself because it's like one of the only fun things you're going to encounter mm-hmm. with producing a book and putting it out into the world. So this is your time to really have a good time with it. And that's what's going to pull you through the not so fun parts. So to don't make this a drag for yourself because then it will be even more of a drag to go through the rest. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Or do I sound like I'm just make, saying that like, oh, having a writing career sucks. <laughs> no, no, that makes, no, that makes total sense. The writing is the fun part and yeah I I love also the outlining process mm-hmm. but I think that people can get too caught up in the preparing yeah that it's like a pre- preparation eventually becomes becomes procrastination right and not even the good kind not that there's a good kind of procrastination <laughs> not like the, the kind kind like <laughs> the kind I do that's a good not kind. Like the kind of procrastination where you actually aren't ready it's like you're ready and you're so ready you're like over prepared and you're so ready to begin this process that you are actually now just overwhelming yourself and like sort of uh intimidating yourself is, yeah is and I've experienced this um and I've uh, told I've advised other writers who have reached out to me and been like I'm just kind of like intimidated to write my story I feel like I'm not going to write it good usually that's not a problem of like actually working on it and feeling bad about it it's like a problem of avoiding working on it or yeah. avoiding starting it. I feel like a lot of people deal with that, yeah. a lot of writers. So because I've seen like memes on the internet that are like, oh, time to write. And then it's like <laughs> they, you know, go do all this other stuff right. instead. And I've seen multiple like funny things online about that. Like, oh, yeah, that's what writers do. It's like, oh, time to write. Oh, but first I have to make myself a snack and then feed my cat and then walk my dog. And then I have to, you know, go to the gym and all this stuff. And it's yeah. like you, you're just putting it off now. Exactly. And so I guess that's commonplace enough where, like, you know, you have tons of writers sharing these memes. Right. <laughs> and it's like they obviously aren't like, I don't want to write or else they wouldn't right. be writers. It's that I think it's that they're literally intimidating themselves so much that yeah. they're making writing like this Herculean thing that mm-hmm. is now we've thought about it so much and overthought it so much that it seems like an impossible task. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And it's really not. Like the cure to that, in my opinion, is just sit down and write something. Like even yeah. if it's rubbish, like just mm-hmm. write something. <laughs> and a lot <laughs> of know? times the things that you think are rubbish aren't. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've had, and tell me if this happens to you, but for me, a lot of times I will write something and be like, uh... I feel like that was kind of meh. And then I'll go back later and I'll be like, holy dang. Yeah. When did I write this? It's awesome. 
And it's yeah. like, oh, that was that meh day I had. Yeah. And it actually came out really good because a lot of times it's just you. you. You know, maybe you're having a bad day, maybe you're tired, maybe something, but you still have your talent and ability and that still kicks in even though you don't feel excited about it that day. That doesn't make it rubbish. So don't always like write that off. Sometimes you can actually use it as therapy on a day when you're off for whatever reason and like just work through it. Now, I'm not saying like some days you literally need to take a break if you're feeling burnt out. But if you're just like, oh, I could write, but it probably won't come out good. Like, just give it a try. Just give it a try and see what happens. Worst case, you got some practice in and then you delete it. Best case scenario, it's good writing. So either way, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's a lot to be said for practicing because writing is really one of the only art forms where it seems like um, and maybe this is just because I'm a part of this community, but I'm not really a part of other types of art forms, but it seems like writing is one of the few art forms where every time you practice it, practice your art, you're like expecting it to be this great thing. <laughs> like when musicians, for instance, when musicians practice music or whatever, like I'm currently learning the drums. When I practice the drums, I know I'm an amateur at the moment. I don't expect every time, every practice session to be like some great, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I'm not great. Dang, okay. I'm not Josh Dunn. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really Josh Dunn. sad about that. So I'm not going to be like beating myself up. It's like, I'm practicing. Right. Practice is practice. Even when I play the piano. I mean, I play the piano for probably like what, 15 years now. And I'm like at a good intermediate level um, because it's a, it's a hobby for me. But when I play a song and I hit a few wrong notes, I'm like, whatever, you know, I enjoyed yeah. playing it. And it's not like, well, it sucked. I right. wish I never did it because, you know, it's just yeah. like weird to look at it like that. Yeah, I It agree. seems like writing is like this. Yeah, like you socially, sit down and you should be yeah. perfect at it every time. Yeah. yeah, It's like, why can't things just be practice? And yeah. you, you hit a few wrong notes and it's okay. Yeah, or how many painters, you know, that you're like, wow, that's a beautiful painting. Oh, that's just, you know, something I was playing around with. It's like yeah. garbage. I threw half the other ones away, and it's like, yeah. why did you do exactly. that? Exactly. <laughs> but it's like they don't expect it to be like right. this perfect thing yeah. this, to match an ideal. And I would say also you're being modest about the piano. You p- play piano brilliantly. Thanks. She's a brilliant <laughs> pianist. But I like try not to get too hung up on mistakes because it's like, it's, uh, as Beethoven said, to play a wrong note is insignificant to play without passion is inexcusable yeah which is good for writing should be applied to writing yeah Yeah. 100 percent. well that's the thing i've long said and i think some people would like disagree and be like no it's looked at as an art form but yes and no i feel like writing isn't really looked as at as an art form in the general sense of the word like you don't see um people refer to it in the same way that they refer to like painters and musicians and even like dance and sculptors and all like those types of art forms are kind of like over here and then writing is like over here and it's kind of like a sub branch it's like yeah it's an art but it's also different because it's like more it seems more business oriented you know what I mean like 
painters aren't like, oh, you know, my painting made it to the top of the um, New York Times best-selling paintings list. Like, <laughs> that doesn't exist. So it's like we revere it more as, like, this right. lofty art. Yeah. Whereas books are more of, like, exist within this, like, dog-eat-dog realm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think so many people have to write for their jobs. Like, even yeah. if you're, whether you're, like, a, you know, not even journalists, journalists as well, or if you, you know, work for a company where you have to write things. I mean, everybody has to write papers in school. Right. So it's kind of like not everybody has to paint or dance or be a musician for their jobs. But I think a, a vast majority of people have to know some kind of writing skills mm-hmm. um, for a lot of jobs that are out there. So I think it is more looked at as like a business type thing, which is sad because then it's hard to like differentiate like, oh, this is really, you know, this is, this person is really an artist and this is their medium. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Which I'm definitely like, also, I think it's worthy to add, like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't look at writing from a business perspective because that's totally fine as well. But like, I think it's also important to find the happy medium between it being an art and it can also be a business. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I do that sort of with my blog. It's like, I consider blogging like nonfiction business writing. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not, it's totally different feeling to write for a blog than it is to write a story. Right, exactly. And, like, even if you're writing books, like, I know there's a lot of writers out there who are, like, you know, I'm figuring out what genre sells the best, and that's what I'm going to write in. And it's like, hey, that's fine. Like, don't feel like, oh, you know, you're just exploiting it. It's like, it's totally cool. Like, there's no right or wrong way or reason to write a book. It's just up to your own preference. Like, if you're like, oh, I get psyched up writing in genres that are popular, cool. Yeah. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with if your reason is solely, hey, I think I can write anything good, so I'm going to write whatever's selling the best. Like, cool, go for it. But, like, I think it's also important to find the – to approach it with a sense of reverence that writing is an art form. And so – circling back to the advice thing that's why you shouldn't like pressure yourself so hard with like every single person's advice because you know to an extent you have to let yourself flow right if that makes sense yeah and and um just like pick up the things that you know will help and work for you and then sort of just let the rest sit by and maybe right. you'll go explore some other things later. But don't feel like obligated to take everybody's advice, especially if they're like a successful writer or whatever. I've always looked at it for years and years as like anybody, any author who gives their advice on how to write a novel is really how that person writes a novel. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to approach it from that perspective, not how to write a not Even my videos, I mean, I'm giving advice from my own point of view, right? Right. (laughs) Like everybody can only give advice from their own point of view. That's why, you know, my, I state my opinions very objectively, but (laughs) (laughs) opinions are objective. Every single person, when they open their mouth and say something, it's, they're going to be stating it objectively, but guess what? It's subjective. Exactly. It can't not be, you know? So you have to look at everybody's advice like that, I think. Yeah. Even your beta readers. And beta readers are another whole other world that a lot of people, a lot of writers can get hung up on the um, feedback they get from betas and let that sort of intimidate them 
into not knowing what to do or what to write Mm -hmm. with their story. Like I've seen a lot of writers who struggle with that as well. Right. Like taking feedback from other, from writing peers and, and support groups. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think that you have, um, a dichotomy where some people are going to be like, Hey, you know what? I hated this scene. And other people are going to be like, Oh my gosh, that was my favorite. And I've had that happen to me. I've had people been like, Oh, I loved this book and especially this character. They were my favorite. And everyone's like, and other people, not everyone, thank God. But some other people are like, uh, you know, I read this book and liked it except for this one character. I hated them. And it's the same character. So everyone's going to have a different opinion. You can't take every piece of advice as it comes in and tailor the book because eventually you're going to have something that is illegible. <laughs> yeah. You just won't exist. You'll cut so many right. different things. That'll be like, well, nothing works then because there are always going to be people who hate one element of it or don't right. like it. So it's like, you just have to do your best. And yeah. if someone doesn't like it, then they don't have to read it. Exactly. Yeah. Just don't care about their their feedback or their one-star review. It's well, not that, worth your time. That's the thing is there is no such thing as like a perfectly written book. No yeah. one has ever written the, the perfectly written book. I'm doing air quotes here for those who are listening instead of watching. Because there is no such thing as a perfectly written book. I don't care if you've won every writing award there is. You can still go find that author, and there's still going to be X amount of one-star review. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, everyone else is wrong. This book is really, you know, crappy. Right. And so whatever what you have to practice now, especially if you're a writer starting out, if you can learn this now, you'll never be disappointed. Yeah. Because just learn that don't take everyone's advice. Yeah. You know, don't, don't listen to all of this. It, it's... It's your art. Appreciate it for exactly what it is. Write to the best of your ability. But don't let yourself fall into this sort of paralysis of fear in feeling so overwhelmed by everyone's advice that you can't move forward. Exactly. Now, what would you say, um, because you have a lot of fans and you've read some writing advice books by Lisa Cron. Is that her name? Okay. Um, so what would you personally say, like, to someone who's like, should I read writing advice books? And if so, like, how much time should I spend doing that? That's a good question. Um, I would say, as a general rule, try not to read writing advice books, period. The thing that made me first interested in Lisa Cron's work, and I love her books, and I recommend them to all my followers, so it's kind of like, it sounds hypocritical what I'm saying here. But the thing I love about her books is that they're based in brain science. And that's the thing that intrigued me, is I'm like, everybody's book is basically, could be called how this person writes a novel, not how to write a novel by this person, you know what I mean? So, uh, what struck me as different about her books is that they were about how the human brain reacts to certain things in story. And I'm like, that's interesting. I'd like to know that because mm. something that's scientific, that's something I can like actually apply with confidence to my own work and know that, okay, this is how the human brain's reacting to that thing happening. I've seen it myself and I've seen it in other people and this this makes sense to me. It clicks with me. Hmm. And it did click with me when I read it. And I'm like, that's really cool. And that's really the only 
writing advice I would recommend taking is writing advice that is based in science. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, right. Um, because we can measure things now. We can measure how your brain reacts to certain things in stories and in movies and books. And that, to me, is really valuable information that you can use to strengthen your story. But it's not the be-all, end-all. Because what I always go back to is, what are my favorite stories? And this will be different for everybody. Like, literally, when I tell people this, I think about how some of my favorite stories could be some of their hatest stories, right. but I don't care. What I want is for every writer to think of their favorite stories that really engaged them and left an impact on them, and then ask themselves, what is it about that that really engaged me and left an impact on me? And if right. you look for those patterns, you'll find those patterns, yeah. and you'll be able to apply those same principles to your own unique story, mm -hmm. which to me is like, changes everything <laughs> yeah you know yeah absolutely like it I, takes some digging and studying and yeah figuring it out but it's fun I think the process of that is fun yeah I agree I think that there's definitely something to be said for rather than seeking out explicit advice from someone who's kind of talking about what can often come across as disembodied theories and just turn to pieces of fiction that you're like wow I love that what is it that makes me feel so engaged it's like, oh, plagiarize other books? No, of course not. You're looking at what is it that makes you excited about the story? Because it's not even like, oh, this particular character or oh, this particular plot. It goes beyond that because the same, per a different person could have taken that character and that plot and just written it in a way that was flat. So, what is the thing behind the thing that engages you and makes you excited to learn more? And like you were saying, it's linked in brain science and how our brains are processing the information as we read it off the page. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, those are all those things that are just so interesting to pick up on. And I just love studying stories for that reason. And like, and usually the thing that keeps coming up that I've found again and again, and I've talked about, it, of course, again and again on the channel, is that what really makes you care is the characters. Right. Like when you feel for the characters, you can read pretty much anything those characters do mm -hmm. and be interested and engaged in it. So it then becomes a question of how do you make the reader care about the characters? And, of course, that spirals into a whole bunch of other right. topics that I will bunny trail off on. But it is important, I think, to not to err on the side of not reading any advice and just looking at what do you love and how can you make write your story in such a way that you would want to read it yeah you know exactly yeah what engages you like it can be that simple right it should be that simple people make it too complicated yeah i agree yeah that's the thing is like when in doubt like take a deep breath and chill yeah <laughs> and when when you feel like super clammed up just focus on not the whole book. Just focus on writing the next word. What is the next line I'm going to write? What is the next word I'm going to write? Because guarantee there are so many readers out there who are just like you. Mm -hmm. Who would be interested in reading what you are interested in reading. So if that's the case, then how can you make this next scene or next page something that you would want to read? Right. Yeah, and just focus on, keep it really macro like that. Yeah. Don't focus on like, Oh, this whole big picture. Right. How am I going to make this whole book interesting? You don't get. Guess what? You don't have to make the whole book interesting. You just yeah. have to make the very next sentence interesting. Exactly. So take that weight off your shoulders. Exactly. <laughs> just focus on 
the next sentence, the next couple, the next couple words, and take it from there step by step because that's how a book writes itself. It is it's not it doesn't happen all at once like that. But yeah, so to to recap, I think what we talked about. Um, chill out. Don't feel like you need to listen to everyone. Listen to, I think, you know, advice that's helpful from people who have your best interest and your work's best interest at heart, heartfelt advice, you know, uh, definitely like be receptive to listening to that. But as far as like reading all these books and to the point where you're overwhelmed and paralyzed with fear over writing your own work, then, you know, that's not a good thing. Take a step back from that. Yeah. Definitely. When in doubt, write what you want to read. And yeah. it can really be that simple. Yeah. Absolutely. And watch my videos. <laughs> and watch Abby's videos. Speaking of which, Abby has a YouTube channel, if you don't know that already. And you can find it at youtube.com slash Abby Emmons. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, huh, I want to see these the video version of the podcast or any of my videos, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Emmons. Go check us out. You can also support the show on Patreon if you are um, digging it and want to get in on like um, the the inside circle of our of our uh, support group here. You can do so on uh, Patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby Show. Yeah, so feel free to uh, head over there and check it out if you'd like to. If otherwise, we so appreciate your support just by watching and sharing is an amazing way to show support as well. We appreciate you guys, and we hope this episode inspired you to. Go your own way. Blaze your own path. Yeah. (laughs) Do it, man. (laughs) Stay soaked, my friend. Rock on.